everyone steals. Borrowing is not a crime. There's nothing new under the sun. Those are just some of the responses you get when the topic of plagiarism comes up, right? So there are, I would say, no new stories out there. I would just say it's the author's take on a story that makes it new and fresh if they can achieve that. But I don't think, I, I would agree with that consensus that there are no new stories, just new voices, I would say. So the question is, when, when does it go from being inspired by or borrowing <laughs> to outright literary thievery. Hello, my name is Tamika and welcome to Junkie for a Story. Now, whether you stumble upon this channel or are here by intention, thank you for stopping by. I hope you will like this video and if so, please give it a like and subscribe at the end. And don't forget to hit the bell for notifications so that you won't miss out on any of my new releases. And let's get into it. So I came across an article uh, this week, right? <laughs> I came across an article about plagiarism. This is nothing new. <laughs> so this was on The Guardian, that website. And it was about a debut author or would-be debut author who was found to have plagiarism in her upcoming novel that was scheduled for release. So Jumi Bello is a black woman author and she was writing her novel The Leaving and apparently they found plagiarism in the novel. The novel was scheduled to be released in July of this year by Riverhead Books that has since been canceled because of the plagiarism. And when I was reading the story, it sounds like Bella was, I guess, under pressure from deadlines and just maybe busy life and all of that stuff, just the usual day-to-day -day grind. And then possibly her being a debut author may have contributed as well because maybe she wasn't aware of the pressures um, that were placed on her and maybe she wasn't quite ready to handle that. I don't know. It says that she was a debut author. I'm guessing she's somewhere in her 30-ish range as far as age, but um, it, it it sounds like from her explanation that she was overwhelmed. That's what I read from her explanation. 
And so she said she was writing a story about a black woman who was dealing with a, an unwanted pregnancy. And I can't quite remember what else was going on in the story, but she, the author Bello herself said that she wanted the, oh, oh that, that's what it was. It was the protagonist suffered from mental illness. And the author said she wanted this story to come across, you know, in an authentic way, but she had an experience. It, it sounded like she was saying she had an experienced pregnancy. So she may have. <laughs> okay. So I have repeated more than once that in the debut novel, The Leaving, the main character has an unwanted pregnancy. So I just want to make a correction there. It's not an unwanted pregnancy. It's an unexpected pregnancy. So just to be clear, uh, Jumi Bello, she was writing a character who struggled with mental illness and unexpected pregnancy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I just totally changed it in my head and made it that. So just to be clear, it's an unexpected pregnancy that the main character goes through. She took from other people's stories to craft a story that was believable about a black woman experiencing an unwanted pregnancy. So she kind of took from wherever she took and Somehow they found out, I guess the editor, or I'm not sure who, but it was found the plagiarism within the story. And so Riverhead Books canceled that release. And then Bello, she wrote an essay, a personal essay on Literary Hub or Lit Hub, I think it's called, lithub.com. And so she wrote an essay talking about her experience and, you know, getting caught in the plagiarism. <laughs> and then <laughs> that personal essay was taken down because they found, again, evidence of plagiarism. So I'm wondering if this author just doesn't understand plagiarism. Now, I'm not sure of her educational background and her writing background because I will tell you I myself am a little unsure at times on, on what crosses the line but they do now they do have like software plagiarism software so but she was being traditionally published. So, I mean, she can just, there's, it's not like it just goes from her and it stops there. You know, there's multiple people, I would think, reading the draft before it gets to publication. So even if she was unsure, you know, obviously they caught it before publication. So I, she's around people who can help her with that. But I'm just wondering on the second time, you know, with the essay, <laughs> how are you still committing plagiarism just for a personal essay? You know, so, I mean, I can, I can 
take the explanation for the debut novel, but then you turn around <laughs> and plagiarize more in the personal essay. So it just sounds like, I don't know if it's laziness or not caring or I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I'm just, I, I found it odd that just, she just had this situation and this is all within a couple of months of each other. It sounds like because the guardian, the article came out in, I think it was on the 16th, May 16th or something like that. It was in May. And the plagiarism, I think that happened sometime around February when it was caught, when it was discovered. And then, you know, the release was canceled. But this is all within this year, I'll say. it's all It all happened in 2022, right? So I'm just like... What what is happening that she just doesn't? Hey, does she have any critique partners or I don't know. I don't know. It seems like she she needs help, but I don't know if she's asking for help or if she just doesn't know people. Like I I don't know. This is one of those situations where you really benefit from having like minded people. Um, in your friend circle, but also making those connections on a professional level so that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you can ask people like, hey, does this cross the line? Because although it, you don't even need friends because you can, well, it does sound like there was intention there. She did admit, at least with the debut novel, she admitted, it sounded like she was admitting to the plagiarism because she was saying she wanted it to sound real and she didn't have that experience of being pregnant, I think. So it's, it's not like there was intention there that she, she clearly took from someone else's story and put it in her story. So that has nothing to do with like have, having, you know, critique partners and stuff like that. So yeah, scratch that. <laughs> but then I'm like, Clearly people are looking at you at this point because you just had your debut novel canceled. So then you turn around and write a personal essay and commit plagiarism again. I mean, people, you are being scrutinized at this point. You know, like once your name is attached to plagiarism, I think people are just, they're always going to be looking because they're, it's probably going to be assumed <laughs> that your work has plagiarism in it. Once that happens, you know, it's hard to rid yourself of that, that reputation, I think. But, you know, personal essay, yet again, <laughs> plagiarism is found. So I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. So that book has been canceled, The Leaving. I am curious to read her work to see how, like, to, to hear her voice as an author and see what she came up with. 
still, I'm curious about the book, but obviously it has been canceled and I don't hear anything about any other publisher picking up the book. So obviously no one wants to touch it. So the leaving will not grace the shelves anytime soon. <laughs> but anyway, in related yet fictional news. <laughs> so I was reading and I finished the book. Um, as a matter of fact, this book right here, The Plot. This is written by Jean Hanf Korolitz. Now, I never heard of this author. And this was my first time reading one of her novels. And she has quite a few novels, so... <laughs> She's got two, four, six, six adult novels and then, you know, some poetry and stuff like that. I mean, she, she's been around. So anyway, I've heard people talking about this book and giving it rave reviews. So I was curious and figured I'd give it a try, right? So I was reading the physical book as well as listening on audio and... You know what? I forgot to write down <laughs> the name of the narrator. Let me just look that up real quick. Because he did a great job. Now, hmm. You know what? I could have just looked it up on here. Now, I, I know there was just one one narrator. It was a man. And he, I'm thinking Okay, it says narrated by Kirby Hayborn. Okay, so the audiobook was narrated by Kirby Hayborn, and he did a phenomenal job. He was really great. It felt like it felt like I was watching a play. He was very animated when needed, you know. And but also he played each character distinctively like individually it wasn't just a flat performance where he just gave a blanket voice just across the board because sometimes they do that where they just you know whether they're narrating a female voice or a male voice it's just it's just one note <laughs> and he really did a great just superb job especially with the female characters, I can't remember the name of one of them who I especially liked the way he performed her, but there was a woman where uh, the main character, Jake, was talking to a woman in the bar and she was just very flippant and um, outspoken. <laughs> and the way he acted out that scene was just incredible. Anyway, 
So this book is about a bitter and inauspicious author who had success years ago and has since descended into professorship. <laughs> okay. And he then he decides to take advantage of a plot that he got from one of his former students and he turns that into a successful novel. All goes well until he starts receiving these ominous threats from someone claiming that he stole the book from obviously the former student. So Jake Bonner, he, again, he's a professor and he's, he's that professor who thinks he's above this and doesn't get why he's, well, I don't know if he doesn't get it, but he just believes he's better than this. And he kind of has that superior kind of personality. You know? <laughs> like this is beneath him, but obviously his author career is dead. So he is a professor. And then he comes across this student, Evan Parker. Well, he has this meeting with Evan Parker, which doesn't go well. You know, Evan Parker is the kind of person you love to hate, basically. And so they don't hit it off well. Evan is kind of a I, I know what I need to do. I don't really need you kind of a person. You know, he's very off-putting, very, very disrespectful to <laughs> just people in general. He, he, he leaves quite the impression. He's one of those people who is not, he's unforgettable, but in a unappealing way. <laughs> so... They have this meeting and, you know, Bonner walks away abhorring this student. Then fast forward years later, Bonner gets this book published based on the former student's plot idea. And then he's, you know, on his promo tour going on all the, you know, TV shows, do doing all the promotion for the book and the book is a success and then he starts receiving these emails from an an anonymous person who is telling him that he basically stole this plot from someone and so he Jake is trying to figure out who that person is but it's just all he's getting are the emails and it's just is just a the name is talented Tom so this he, he doesn't get much information from that <laughs> so you know he's obviously you know in, in a panic because he's about he's feeling like he might get out it and throughout the story it keeps talking about Jake being a thief and stealing a story from his former student. But then the story takes a turn 
okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say. <laughs> anyway, this story, it kind of, I was thinking of Stephen King misery, but it, it kind of gave me those vibes, but it definitely is riveting, immersive, and just a page turner of a novel. So Jean, she really wrote this story well. It, it sounds like the the medical information in here was well-researched as well. A certain person comes into Jake's life who has some fatal plans for him and he doesn't see it coming. <laughs> And so, yeah, the plot twist in this book was staggering. I, I didn't see that as how it would play out. But, yeah, I, I was quite impressed with this book. I will say uh, Jake Bonner, he read a lot older than <laughs> what his age is stated in the story. He he read a lot older. He was, I was thinking he was like 50, 60-ish, you know, just based on his references and his jaded personality. I was just thinking he was a lot older. And then his wife, Anna, I don't know why, but she, she kind of read younger than her age. But Anyway, overall, this was a great book. If you're looking for something that's like fast paced and thrilling, I would definitely pick this book up. And I was curious about it because it's about a, a writer. And if you like those books that have a book within a book, <laughs> because the the book that he he stole the, the plot idea that he stole, which is titled The Crib. You you get excerpts of The Crib. No, it's titled Crib, but not The Crib. It's titled Crib. And you get excerpts of the story within the book. And that story in itself is quite interesting. So just this whole thing, the way it came together, is pretty entertaining and I really enjoyed it I don't agree when I when I picked up this book I was curious because I know it was about plagiarism and me being a writer myself that just made me curious however it reminded me kind of how people talk about film rights and getting your story I don't know what it's called with the w, w, the Writers Guild of America, I guess registered or something. But I, I remember someone saying how you should get it registered first before you talk to anybody about it. Because if you talk to someone about it, then you might not be protected if 
that person you spoke to about it then turns it into something. Because at the end of the day, if you're just telling someone your idea, right? If they then turn around and turn that idea into a story, if they write a story, then to me, that's not plagiarism, right? <laughs> because they still had to write the story. You know, you can't just go to someone with an idea and then that that's what it is, right? Like even if you if you're working on a film or if you're working on a TV show or you're writing a novel, right? There have to be words on the page. So <laughs> so sometimes people are like, oh, she stole that from me. And I'm just like, did they really though? <laughs> because if all it was was an idea. And who's to say that they wouldn't have come up with that idea themselves? I mean, just like you got the idea, we're all living in this world together, consuming the same inspiration. You know what I mean? We're living in the same society. So who's to say that a plot idea can be stolen anyway? Because chances are they might think of that on their own anyway. You know what I mean? But the person, they would still have to write the story. So I think a lot of times people call just taking an idea plagiarism when that's not really the case, you know? <laughs> but anyway, that's what's explored in this story here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not always plagiarism. And let me just read something. I wanted to read this part here. So enjoying the video so far? Please give it a like and subscribe if you want to keep up with Junkie for a Story. On my channel, I upload videos every week. Usually they are book and film related and sometimes I will discuss current events involving celebrity figures. I hope to see you in the next one. Thank you. Back to the video. He, this is Jake. He says he hadn't gone. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but it is told in third person. So he said, so it says, oh, this is like the, let me see. What chapter is this? This is chapter seven. Tap, tap. And this is the end of chapter seven. It says, he hadn't gone looking for this. He had upheld the honor of writers who listened to the ideas of other writers and then turned responsibly back to their own. He had absolutely not invited the brilliant spark his student had, his student had abandoned. Okay, involuntarily abandoned to come to him. But come it had and here it was this urgent shimmering thing already tap tapping in his head already hounding him the idea the characters the problem so what was jake going to do about that a rhetorical question obviously he knew exactly what he was going to do about that so evan i don't know if i mentioned evan was Evan did die in the story, the student, Evan Parker. He did die. And then, yeah, that's... <laughs>
kind of when Jake, the professor, decided to pick up where Evan left off at since he figured, hey, obviously Evan is not going to publish this, right? So again, if it's a plot, like it's, it's not, I don't, I don't know. And then that's where it gets tricky with plagiarism. But again, I feel like if it's just a plot, it's not really plagiarism, you know? <laughs> now, if you, if you take it word for word, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know about that. Because again, you would have to write the story, you know? <laughs> you would have to write that story. But anyway, this was all very fascinating. Like I said, I would recommend it. If you like a book within a book, if you are looking for an adult thriller, this is a good read. You will enjoy it. Okay. Those are my thoughts. I'm out. Catch you next time. Bye.